everybody. Welcome to episode 74 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast. We are a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we're back from hiatus, right? It's been a while. Feel rusty. Gosh, almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from the time we recorded last, when we recorded uh, Creed 2, yeah, it's it's probably been, it's, yeah, a month, over a month. (laughs) It feels like it. Yeah. I decided to uh, go out of out of the country for a while, and then I decided to get sick. So you're getting me still being sick sounding. So this this should be an interesting one. <laughs> so we have our uh, our year in review now. Yes, we figured that uh, you know it doesn't make sense to push this off any further. 2018's over. We watched a lot of movies in 2018, so let's let's do a quick recap of 2018. Now, one thing you mentioned to me the other day, which which is kind of funny, we're actually maybe going to reference a few movies in our year in review that we don't have podcast episodes for yet. Yeah, those are recording later. Right. But we felt the it was more... The year stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We felt it was more important to get the year in review out as opposed to wait for uh, the last two or three episodes of the year. And honestly, January kind of sucks from a movie standpoint. So I don't feel too bad covering some of the December movies in January because I'm in no rush to go out and see some of these uh, early January movies. Yeah, there's only like one in January and February that I'm even remotely interested in, but yeah. uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Well, you already ran out and saw Escape Room, so you're already diving into 2019. Yes, the first one of the year. Right, and we will not be covering Escape Room on a podcast episode. Which is fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to get any pushback from you on that one, but I'm making a yeah. definitive statement. We are not covering that. <laughs> fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about the year in review first from a podcast standpoint, because we did not know what we were doing around this time last year when this all started. Yeah, we haven't even posted anything yet. We had done uh, three, this time last year, we had done three podcasts that uh, basically we scrapped and then started over. Yeah, that's right. I actually, I know we talked about that in our mid-year. I totally forgot about that, that we... Uh, for some reason, thought people wanted to listen to two-hour podcasts every single time. So we crammed about like, ten different movies. <laughs> yeah, so we we put like four or five movies in there, uh, like what we had watched, uh, what we had seen in theaters. We we talked about movie news for a little bit. It was it was a mess. Yeah, everything that's coming up, everything that we've seen. Yeah, we try to cram a whole month worth into one podcast, and right. <laughs> not a good idea no so at least we wisened up quickly uh before we actually launched and decided that let's let's just stick to like one topic per per episode maybe that'd be good yeah and if somebody likes it great listen to it if not skip to the next topic yeah so a year later now we've put out 73 episodes we started recording in december of 2017 we didn't roll anything out until march of 2018 but i mean 73 episodes I think we thought we were going to do like one or two a month, right? Yeah, as we started, it was one a month, and we were trying to recap everything, and then we moved it to 
to every movie. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we do, do a lot of episodes. Yeah, we we kind of went from one a month to one a week to we love watching movies and we want to talk about everything. So then it just became crazy. Like we were doing two a week during the summer. Uh, that was right. intense. There's a lot of movies out. Right. You'll see there's not that many great movies that we're even talking about. So yeah, that's interesting. Know, when I look back at 2018, and we'll get into the movies in the second half of the episode, but um, you know, I, at times I felt like it was a really solid year. And there's other times where when I look at my, my ranked list, I'm like, the, you know, what, what did we do here? No, I agree. I agree. There's only a few standouts and others that I guess you're in the top 10 by default. Yeah. So the other thing that we did kind of, I guess beyond the podcast, we decided that, you know, we chose early on to go with a spoiler filled podcast because I, I think just in general, you and I didn't like the idea of talking about a movie and dancing around it. Like if we're going to talk about it and spend this time, you know, we want to, we want to just talk about everything that happened. Right. So we realized though, that there was a gap, right? That, that not everybody can run out and see movies opening weekend like we can, and they don't want to be spoiled, but they want to know kind of what we thought or should they see something because we, we have people i think in 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 real life i don't know what else to say in real life come up to us and say <laughs> hey, hey you know what did you think of this movie and like you know i can't just be like go listen to my podcast because it's going to spoil it for them and that's kind of a pretentious thing to do so you know we talked about it and we had been throwing little blurbs out on letterboxd and you'd been doing some some one-liners on posters on facebook and we're like well, you know what let's let's see if we can fold in some um some written reviews right like we'll make those spoiler free and that way people can read really quickly, see our star rating, figure out if they like it. Um, and then later on, when they finally catch up to the movie, if they want to revisit the, the podcast, they can. So we, we folded those into our our brand. So I guess we became more than a podcast. We became kind of a an all-inclusive movie shop. I don't know what you call it. A destination. <laughs> a movie destination. Sure. Let's go with that. But, you know, all things considered, like, we have 73 podcast episodes and we didn't start publishing reviews on our site until I think about August. It might've even been a little bit later than that, but I think it was around that time. And we've already cranked out 54 reviews just in the last, you know, three or four months. So uh, we hit that one pretty hard too. So you can see that, you know, from, from a two views movie standpoint, we're, we're putting content out there. It's been a very busy year. I think, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's the podcast has kept, me way more busy than what I thought, but but I like it because it allows me to turn, um, you know, the the movie watching into something tangible instead of just you know sidebar conversations with me and you. I agree, I agree. So we're trying to take it to the to the next level, if you will, and we're not quite sure what that is. No, yeah, we'll we'll learn about it in uh, in in twenty nineteen. <laughs> so, right. so, some other random things about the podcast: uh, we've had two different theme songs, and if you listened closely to the opening of this episode, you'll realize that we now have a third. So that's part of us <laughs> trying to find our identity over the last year or so. But I, I think we've hit a home run with this one. We, we've liked our previous ones, but I think this one we had a little bit more hands on approach, um, and, and I think it, it really it kind of represents us. I think so. Uh, this is awesome and. A buddy of mine that I work with, Joe Forenzi, he helped us create it. So we're thrilled with it. We're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> there's something about hearing hearing Rocky at the opening of our podcast that just makes all sorts of sense. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It fits. <laughs> yeah. A couple other things. We, we've had over 3,000 listens on the year. So, um, you know, we'd like that number to get a lot bigger. But I think for our first year, not knowing what to expect at all, I, I'm happy with 3,000. Now we just need to look at, at growing that a lot more, which is, really what we're going to look forward to in 
2019. You know, our site's starting to pick up some steam now that we've got written reviews. I've guested on another podcast, uh, One Movie Punch, that we are going to, or I'm going to continue to try and work with to kind of get our brand out there and get some notoriety. But that's what 2019 is going to be all about for us, right? Like we finally figured out how we got our content going. We finally have written reviews. I think everything's kind of stable from the site and the podcast standpoint. So now we just need need to grow, right? Yeah, get it out to the masses. Exactly. So we need we need shares, we need reviews, we need likes, and you know we like talking movies. I shouldn't say we like it; we love it, right? But though there's more than just the two of us we want to anybody that's listening you know we want to talk to you guys leave us comments on facebook uh twitter we're always out there so just send us an email if you need to there's tons of ways you can get a hold of us but we we love to interact we love to talk movies we always like hearing what other people thought about movies because you know i will say for for 20 for 2018 i feel like we were in agreement way more than what i thought we would be so it'll be interesting to see what 2019 brings but we definitely like to hear other people's opinions because sometimes then we either argue with them <laughs> or or they uh you know cause a rift between the two of us where we end up arguing um the differences between a half star well and yes and that's because i think by the list of movies that we saw this year it just wasn't as polarizing as before and there are a lot of middle of the road movies which don't welcome a lot of argument unless we're just nitpicking and so when we're fighting over what's a three and a half versus a four you know i think that's one one of us gets passionate about certain types of movies more than the other one <laughs> and so we want to make sure it's in that upper echelon of movies um but but also there's a lot of there's a lot of bad movies out there <laughs> and i think you know i think for the most part you and i are, are closer on popcorn general movies right i think where you and i start to get into the riffs a little bit is like in oscar season and stuff like that where we really start to fracture that's not to say you don't like them or i don't like oscar movies it's just i think it's those kinds of movies that that hit differently with us but uh i'm going to segue kind of nicely here into uh, a conversation or a question i want to ask you but um some some of our best episodes and some of our best conversations are actually around movies where we both generally like them or dislike them but we just either dislike them or like them for different reasons or not to the same level so then it turns into like a semantic argument about picking things <laughs> apart and uh and stuff like that so having said that um, i'm curious to know do you have a, a favorite podcast episode that we've done from this year in 2018 well, from this year, and I think we're we're similar on this because the Last Jedi was my favorite uh, one because it was our first one that we actually released. Uh, another part is we came in cold. We we weren't allowed to talk to one another before we sat down and just started going, and also that it's Star Wars, you know. And so we had all these emotions for us going into this, <laughs> and yeah. and we we even watched it the second time together, sat next to each other. And then didn't didn't say a word about what we thought, and then just sat down and recorded. And I thought that was uh, an interesting way to go. It may have gone off into many different tangents, but it, but it was but it was fun to do it that way. Oh yeah, it, it, that's uh, I have the same one. Um, I, I have a little bit of a secondary one too, but yeah, the, the last Jedi, nothing could compare with that because you know, like you mentioned earlier, we had trashed our previous podcast episodes this was the first time we really were going to do a deep dive on anything. Um, honestly, the, the excitement of 
I knew what I felt about the movie and we both had a ton of hype going into this and I didn't know what you felt about the movie. So there was like this uh, excitement of, oh man, like, uh, is he going to love this and I'm going to have to like tear him down or am I going to be the one that somehow <laughs> liked it more and, you know, where is this going to go? So totally agree. The first episode of the year, um, you know, I went back and listened to it a while back and I was shocked at how well I, I felt like it held up for, I mean, I, I'm being a little bit. I mean, we're talking about ourselves. So I'm coming across as really arrogant or pretentious. We have some bad episodes out there where we struggled either conversationally or, you know, the movie just wasn't um, creating a lot of excitement between us. And you can feel that in the episode. It's really, really <laughs> hard to talk about downsizing, right? <laughs> well, that one was, uh, I actually enjoyed that one because we both hated it, you know? <laughs> <True>. <laughs> and so, so any ones that are either size, the ones that are right in the middle that both of us are just like, eh, that's yeah. hard to, to stretch out to make it worth even posting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like going to a job that you don't necessarily like. You're like, uh, you know, fine, let's talk about this movie. But when it comes <laughs> to the, like the Infinity Wars and the Last Jedis, you know, we can't wait to go talk about it. And, you know, as much as it was fun to go into it, and I'd love to go into every episode not knowing where we stand or anything like that, it, you know, we quickly learned a lesson that, you know, even after that episode, when we step back, like, oh, there's all these things we could have said and should have said. And we're like, all right, we probably need to think I, about I should have prepared a little bit more. A little bit more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Although the one, the one that gets me still to this day, uh, you know, we didn't really keep track of our errors uh, like we wanted to this year. We, we had this idea to keep track of all the errors that we made in podcasts and go back and revisit them at the end of the year. So I think that needs to be on our 2019 list. But the one episode that sticks with me where when we got done recording and I was like, oh my God, how did we miss this? It was, I don't know if you remember this or not. It was Infinity War. And we completely forgot to talk about like almost all things Thor of him going in. <laughs> Which was one of the highlights of the entire movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we talked a little bit about him in spots, but like we totally left out the part where he has to go get um, Stormbreaker. Or I think that's what it's called, right? Like we just Correct. totally left that out. And as soon it was almost like as soon as we hit stop and had started packing our stuff up, we're like, oh man, we forgot to talk Thor. <laughs> yeah. And as far as mistakes go, I, I remember a lot of mine, um, but we don't have to go through those today. So, as <laughs> I like, once once we have more listeners that are comfortable calling us out on them, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get we'll get, we'll get more of those. Yeah, totally. So I agree with you. Last Jedi was my favorite episode. Um, it, it, a close second for me though was another Star Wars one. It was Solo because uh, we do have ratings wise, we're not too far off. I think we're like a full star off, but like just generally how we left feeling the theater on that, we were totally opposite on that. And I know I, I know if you go listen to that episode, I threw you for a loop because. You thought you were going to have to defend this movie to me, and I came in right over the <laughs> I remember walking out and going, gosh, how, how am I going to justify that this is a good movie to, to Garrett? It just, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And then you came in, loved it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no way. I completely turned. Yeah. Cause, I, w- <laughs> I wish I had done that just to bother you, but no, I actually genuinely liked that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll move along. Yeah. To not repeat that, that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. So that kind of covers the year in review from a podcast standpoint. So where we've been, where we want to go, getting some exposure, you know, something cool that just came out today. Uh, We had an interview with Casey Geeks. So you can catch that on Facebook or or Twitter and we'll be retweeting that later today. But that just went out. So we're going to turn into one of those obnoxious publicity machines this year where we're just going to try and try and get our name out there and try and get more people to interact with us because that's that's really what we like. We like talking to each other. We like making the podcast, but we like talking to other people, too. So. Have at it, everybody. We, we, we love telling people when they're wrong. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> more so each other. But yeah, we also like telling other people that their opinions are, are worthless. <laughs> All joking aside. Okay, so now let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go to the year in review, probably what people actually you know really care about when they turn into tune in to this podcast. Um, a year in review from a movie standpoint. So I kind of posted this on Facebook. I know you posted it on Twitter. But I think it's kind of cool to always talk about how much we watch, how many movies we watch. So you want to you wanna throw out some of your letterbox stats? Yeah, so as far as total movies that I saw this year, it was uh, 272 movies in 2018, which, which is a lot. Um, I know you had a goal of uh, trying to watch 365, and I was trying to keep pace, and I, I failed failed miserably on that but i also saw 64 new movies so new releases in in 2018 so that's my list that i'm that i'm working with today is the 2018 movies yeah that's a i mean that is an ungodly amount and i don't know if you look to see how much that compared to your previous years but i, I know you've always been i think more, <laughs> it's more, it's more. You, you've always crossed 200 i think when we talked about this earlier this year yeah and, and part of that is you know for my birthday and, and Christmas, my sister, I get 25 movies, you know, from her almost every year. And so, and then add that to the movie theater movies and then just the ones that just pop up on, on TV, you know, I'm, I'm viewing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, and for both of us, right. Movie pass was a big deal this year. Oh, that was fantastic. I watched, you know, all of these, all these movies were basically free. You paid yeah. the annual fee of what, 80, $85. And then saw, we got a good 10 months out of it before it went kaput. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh. we definitely were a contributing factor for it going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I jumped on the bandwagon too. And it, you know, you and I were going to see a majority of these movies, I would say anyways, because that's just what we do. But I think, you know, some of them we might've either skipped or waited for DVD, but when you've got movie pass, I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, we definitely wouldn't have seen hurricane heist <laughs> if we had to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um so yeah for me you mentioned this i had a goal of watching 365 movies um i have no idea why i set that goal i just thought it sounded cool um i came really close i think up until september i was either even or ahead of pace and then life got in the way with either sports um you know stuff for my kids and i think there was just some general fatigue and, and truthfully that you know the podcast we were trying to record episodes we're trying to write reviews and that just that slows you down you know it's a little bit tougher to write um or you know, go watch another movie if you've got a backlog of four reviews that you need to write. So I, I, right. lost, I lost my pace a little bit, but I, I ended it. So I'll say I had 315 diary entries in, in Letterboxd, which some of those might be, you know, Black Mirror episodes. But if, if it's in Letterboxd, I counted it. So that was 315. I would say... Oh, you counted each episode of Black Mirror? Um, well, I don't know how many of them I logged. I don't think I've logged every Black Mirror episode, but I could I could be wrong. And some of those would have been in like 2017 anyways, right? Because Black Mirror always comes out. Okay. Around so gotcha. I would venture to say like full length movies, I was still probably right around 300. There's just not a lot of, you know, short film type things that I watch anyway. So that translated to 566 and a half hours. Um, I feel kind of cool when I say 315 <laughs> movies. And when I see 566 hours, I'm like, God, what a loser. Like, uh, a, a, little, a little less cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 80 of mine were new releases, which is pretty cool. I, you know, a, a fourth almost exactly of what I, of what I watched this year were, were new releases. 
Um, and that's a bit, both of these numbers are crazy big step ups for me. Um, you know, my kids are finally getting to the age where I can leave them at home and me and my wife can go see movies. So my, my movie watching is now starting to go up a lot more and it helps that my kids are actually starting to watch more adult oriented type movies. So I, you know, my movie watching is just going up, which is great. Um, and then 192 of the movies I watched were first time watches. So 60% of what I watched this year, it was stuff I watched for the first time, which is great. That's a lot of movies. It is a lot of movies. It was, it was a lot. There was several days <laughs> where two and three movies were being watched. Now that we've you know, got our credentials out of the way. <laughs> if you can call them that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, it's one thing if people, I, to me, I always kind of hate when I see a top 10 list of somebody. And I, I want to know, like, well, how many movies did you watch this year? Did you watch, you know, 20 movies and you're giving me a top 10 list? Then, I mean, not that it's any less, you know, valuable. That's their opinion. That's cool and everything. But it just I need some perspective on what all they saw and didn't see. Because if you're putting something that maybe I didn't like in your top 10, well, is that just because you didn't see a lot of the stuff that I like? Like, where's that coming from? So I think it helps to know that, you know, we watched a lot of movies, even from this year. So, like. You said 60-something, I said 80-something. So we, we've seen a lot uh, when it comes to rating our top 10. So you want to go first? We do a top 10 list? Yeah, let's do top 10. Um, you can go ahead and go first, and you know, let's do them in, in backwards order, right? So start with 10 and work our way up to the best of the year. All right, so my, my number 10 movie of the year was Black Panther. Ah, yes. So we're starting with the Marvel movie, and so, it won't be the only one on this list. No, and I think you and I are going to have a decent <laughs> amount of overlap, just probably some different rankings. Um, I, I do have a question for you on Black Panther. Is one of our earlier episodes, you know, we talked a lot about it. Uh, I, I think we both had chances to watch it multiple times now, and you know, and, and diving into our our namesake two views. I, I think we've each gotten at least two, maybe three views on this. Did Panther get better or worse for you as you watched? It got better for me uh, because I was forgiving the end. You know, I, now that I knew it was coming and I knew that it was a CGI fight fest and it kind of tails off, you know, I was prepared for it. And so I can, I can like the things that I liked, you know, and just knew that I wasn't going to be happy with the end. And so it, it went up for me because I really enjoyed, I think we, we said this a lot, but that really enjoyed, you know, two thirds of the movie and just the end of the movie just kind of was a letdown. Yeah. So I, I actually totally agree with you. We felt the same way about it. I, I, it started out much higher on my list. And they had that last fourth or last fifth. I'm not even sure. Last 20 minutes just, uh, just grates on me so bad. But yeah, so that's what kept kicking it down my list as well. Yeah. And I will say, um, you know, I'll, I'll skip ahead one and then we'll come back to mine because, because Black Panther is my number nine. So, uh, we don't need okay. to talk about it again, but it was my number nine, but yes, it, it kept falling down my list. It, it's getting a lot of best picture nominations. I think that's a little, a little crazy. I, I get it from an Oscar standpoint, but, um, and I'd be fully on board with it being an Oscar nomination had it not fallen on its face in the last fourth. Yeah. And I, and I don't get it as a best picture nomination. It, like I said, it wasn't even the best Marvel movie this year and I don't, I don't understand as far as the performances go. I thought they were good, but no, nobody was a, you know, best actor. You know, could you say that Michael B. Jordan could be up for a best supporting actor? Maybe, but I just, I don't see it in this, in this movie. I, I don't get the push for it at uh, all. Yeah, I do from a social perspective. And, and that's unfortunately, but, but that's not what gets best picture. No, no, it's not. But I mean, you know, 
all the criticisms of Hollywood and the Oscars abound, right? You know, I mean, it's that's par for the course. the The movies, the the awards tend to sometimes skew towards where society is, and they view it as making statements. And films of the era are a representation of what's happening in that era. And in Black Panther, had a lot of resonance culturally. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I would say that movies aren't always, from the Oscar standpoint, um, evaluated from a purely artistic standpoint. There's a lot of social aspects that go into it. And some people are okay with that. Some people aren't. You know, I, I don't really care one way or the other. My opinion, I know some people just rave about Black Panther, best movie of the year. That's cool. That's that's their take on it. I, I think it's a very, very good movie. Um, it's, it's my number nine, so I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad movie, but, you know, I, it wouldn't get my vote for best picture. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm conflicted here because I I love that a comic book movie is getting some you know more buzz as an actual movie. You know, you know, usually they're <laughs> kind of a side uh, criteria over here. Well, there there never never be an Oscar winner out of that, but but it's a fun movie to go to, and now it's getting some buzz. But I think it's the wrong one to pick for that. You know, I think Lo- Logan would have been a a stronger movie if they're going that route with it, but yeah, neither here goes, nor there. <laughs> it goes without saying that, um, the dark Knight is still, you know, if anything was ever going to get best picture, it should have been dark Knight. That movie is flawless. Except for the end. Okay. So you're, you're <laughs> number 10. Yeah. So actually number 10, we're going to keep it with Michael B. Jordan, but it, my number 10 was Creed two. Creed two. It's a yeah. good movie. Yeah, you know, it was hard. When you get down to the end on those, there's a lot of movies around that kind of spot of my rating or feeling that are that are in there. And as of right now, Creed 2 has it. I think that over time, I could see that grow or slip. I'm not quite sure. It depends on, you know, everything around it. But I enjoyed Creed 2. You know, we just had a podcast episode about it. We don't have to go knee deep or even neck deep into it. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was great seeing Drago. I love it. I think the Dragos carried that movie. Yeah, totally. So I, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I went back and forth on whether I liked Creed 2 or Black Panther more, um, just because they just both fall in that space where I really like them, but I have some problems with them. So yeah, my, my number 10 was Creed 2. My number nine was Black Panther. So throw it back over to you now for your number nine. Yeah, so 10 Black Panther. Number nine is Deadpool 2. I just really enjoyed that movie. And I know it was made for... Deadpool comic book fans and I'm one of them. And so it really hit on a lot of a lot of uh things that I was looking for. And again, still has has some issues, but uh the more more I rewatch it, I can I can forgive some of those. So that that landed at my number 9. Have you got a second viewing of Deadpool 2? Yes. Okay. I've I had a, a third viewing of Deadpool 2. Uh, okay. Yeah. See, I haven't got my second viewing in yet. And I, I almost thought about pulling the trigger on that actually last night, um, but it was a little late and I didn't want to do it. So I, I want to see that one again, because I, I think Deadpool one grew on me over time. If if we recall back to our Deadpool two episode, I think I said that I felt the exact same way about it as I did Deadpool one, which is like a three and a half leaving the theater, but it would grow into a four over time. So I need to know how much of a four possibly Deadpool two has, has grown into. And I, I haven't kind of reestablished that yet. So I need to need to revisit it for sure. Well, and I can see how people who don't know all the ancillary characters or even the inside jokes that he's making along the way, don't enjoy it as much. Uh, I get that. And I'm, I'm fine with that. But those that, that know, know all those, those characters and glad to see them on screen for the first time or, or maybe a second time, um, 
then uh, you just have an, a different appreciation for it, I guess. And so I'm not saying that this will be on everyone's top 10 and it may not be on anyone else's top 10, but it made mine. Oh yeah. And that's why it's, it's why it's our top 10. I don't want it to be a, a fake top 10. <laughs> All right. So number eight uh, for me or for you go for it. All right. Well, I know you're going to be disappointed at this one, so we will, uh, I'll mention it and we'll, we'll see what happens. But my number eight is infinity. War. <laughs> Way too low. Yeah, Way too low on your list. No, but it, you, we disagreed on it. Um, in our our episode and that was another long long episode but you know it's again one of those where you have it as a five-star movie i don't know where it's at on your top 10 list um i have it as a four-star movie i i liked it i just i wasn't in love with it it had some things that you know i i would have probably done differently or maybe just i thought weren't done as well as i thought they could but it's by no means a bad movie i really like the movie um it's just not it's not any higher than an eight for me right now but still i mean come on it's eight out of the 60 something 80 something that i watched it's a that's a solid ranking it's solid but it's inaccurate so (laughs) okay we'll we'll, we'll get more infinity war later i'm sure we will (laughs) so my number eight is a star is born and so bradley cooper and lady gaga it was uh it really shocked me uh, how much I enjoyed this movie when I kind of felt like I know what I was getting and it, it was just a little bit different than what I thought. And, uh, and it definitely earned a, earned a spot on this list. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, uh, I'll just dive right into my number seven because it is a star is born. So, <laughs> okay. Well, well, so only one shifted down. down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was brainwashed. Um, the first few times I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, whatever. And then, you know, I think you and I talked about this at some point, that trailer was before every movie I was watching at some point over the summer. And then the song kept getting stuck in my head. And then at some point I was like, okay, I really want to see this. And then I saw it and it was really, really good. And I was blown away by the fact that Bradley Cooper's a first-time director, and he did such a good job, and he acted well in it, and Lady Gaga was really good. I just, that one caught me by surprise, because I, I thought it could be good, but I was like, yeah, it's going to end up being generic, and it really, really wasn't. It was, it was very good. No, I agree. I agree. All right, so... So my, num- seven my number seven was Ready Player One. I, re- I really enjoyed it, and I haven't seen it for the second time, but I really enjoyed the, uh, the first time going through this movie uh, a lot of nostalgia a lot of visual effects i know upon multiple watchings i'm going to pull things out that i didn't see the first time and i think that's that's kind of the point in a movie like this and just, just really enjoyed it I, I liked everything about it yeah so this is the first podcast we're doing uh, remotely where you and i aren't face to face but are you are you giving me a look yeah <laughs> <laughs> complete disgust on my face right now there's zero chance i mean ready player one was such a cgi bloat average movie that i just could not get into at all well i'm, I'm sorry you feel that way uh, me too I, I want to love every movie that because i see it's yeah. a good movie it's a really uh, good movie no no it's not <laughs> it's it's really not i wish it would have been better because i like the i like the concept i've heard the book is really good but that movie did nothing for me well, it's number seven out of 64, so it's pretty good. Ugh. All right. So am I on number six now? You're at number six. Okay. So number six for me, um, we raved about this when we saw it. And I always kind of get, 
I don't know whether to include documentaries in a top 10 list like this because they're just so different and they even get their own different category at, you know, Oscar and Golden Globe and all that kind of stuff. But I went ahead and put it on here and it was Won't You Be My Neighbor. I saw it in theaters. I usually don't catch documentaries in theaters. I usually wait for them to be on streaming or something like that. But, you know, the trailer, that music in the trailer, I mean, the trailer almost made me cry. So I was like, well, I got to go see this in theaters now. Um, and it was every bit as good as the trailer led on to be. It was fantastic. Um, it, you know, with all the crazy nonsense that's going in the world right now and just feels like everybody hates each other. It's just, it was like the right movie at the right time with the right subject. And it was amazing. So I, I included it on this list. I wanted it to be there. Um, and you know, just, just based on how much I liked it and where it ranked, I, I felt like that was the right spot. It, it's been in like the top three at one point it's been out of the top 10 at one point, but so it, it has more to do with, how in the world do you relate, you know, these fiction movies with a documentary like this? So six feels right for right now, but regardless, it's a fantastic movie. You know, it, it's great. I mean, for a documentary, um, and even just as a movie, I mean, it doesn't have high rewatchability, I think, because most documentaries don't, but it's a really good movie and it's one that should be shared. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Everybody needs to see it. See it once. I mean, if if you can watch it multiple times, do it. I'm kind of excited to revisit it. But yeah, I mean, one or two watches for a documentary is about all you're going to get. So yeah, won't you be my neighbor? Number six for me. I, I will take this opportunity to bring Solo back up because if I were to throw out, won't you be my neighbor out of my top 10, then Solo would have slid into my top 10. Which is ridiculous. You have your Ready Player One. I have my Solo. <laughs> you have your Solo. Yes. Well, uh, so my number six is Mission Impossible Fallout. And I think the reason it's so high is because of Superman. And I think he made that movie. <laughs> the mustache <laughs> or the arm loading? Uh, both. Both. Just all about it. I think, I think he, he did it for me there. I really yeah. enjoy a lot of the Mission Impossibles, but this one was uh, definitely a step up from where they've been. And so it, it deserved uh, a uh, number six on my list. Gotcha. Well, reading my mind a little bit, it's my number five, and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. The stunts were 10 times bigger, but they were filmed in such incredible ways. The music was great. Um, it was like somebody finally took Mission Impossible seriously again, because if you go watch some of the middle series, I always, I've always been a fan of the first one. But I mean, two was ridiculous. We, we, we talked about that on an episode. Um, but the other ones just kind of felt bondish to the point where the template generic, okay, we're just going to all phone it in now on mission impossible movies, but fallout seemed like somebody really took the time and effort to make it feel great. So I, I had a really good time with fallout. Okay. We're going to get to my number five now, which is, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> so we just have those flip flopped. We have those flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I agree. Mr. Rogers, especially if you grew up watching him, uh, is it was really fun to learn what you don't know as a kid, you know? And, uh, I thought it was great. That was great. Yeah. So that was my number five. All right. So number four for you. Yeah. Number four for me is something that I just watched this past week. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you go to make a top 10 list and then you watch something at the very last second and it jumps all the way up. And you're like, oh my God, could, what, what would have happened had I made my top 10 list and I hadn't seen this? And there's tons of movies that you and I both still haven't seen. And, and top 10 lists are probably only as good for about like the 30 days around which you make them. 
Um, but number four for me is blind spotting. I'd heard a lot about this movie. I rented it uh, just a few days ago and watched it and totally, totally loved it. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, tells a, a really impactful story that's really relevant to today's um, day and age and cultures. I, I won't get too far into it, but it has to deal with like race relations and growing up in Oakland and how people view themselves and how other people view them. And it's just really, really uh, an impactful movie and very, very good. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely rent it. I'm, I'm really kind of shocked that it's not getting much, if any love from an award standpoint, from really anything, whether it's, uh, Golden Globes, Oscars, you know, Directors Guild, any of that stuff. I'm just not seeing it, but it shocks me because it, it not only is it really good, but it feels like it's the right kind of Oscar movie. So I'm disappointed that it's not getting the love that I have for it. But you know that happens sometimes. But definitely check out Blind Spotting. And I and I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know if that's a, a worthy number four entry or not. So I'll just leave that where it is. I'll come <laughs> back you. and. <laughs> Uh, so my number four is Creed two. So you had it at ten. I have yes. it at four. And uh, sure, my Rocky bias, I'm sure, is is there uh-huh. a bit. But uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I I loved the Dragos. Uh, I love Michael B. Jordan, and it just it just works. And of course, you get Rocky in there, and you hit the music right, and everything just just fits. And so <laughs> I just 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 really enjoyed this movie. So we're we're here up at four for Creed two. Yeah. continue it you know i'm ready I, for the next six six installments of creed after our podcast episode on this i, I figured it was going to be a top five for you i mean it's a rocky movie so by default it's going to be really high for you and uh you gave it five stars so it's gonna be rare that you have a five-star movie not in your top 10 for sure and it's probably not even top five so i, I expected that one and and you will hear no <laughs> arguments from me I, in no world would i ever argue that a rocky movie shouldn't be in someone's top five unless it's uh rocky five <laughs> all right so no, number three uh yeah. why don't you go ahead you should probably go ahead and put yourself on mute because the groan that's going to come out of you when i say this is going to be audible but it's first man <sighs> yeah <laughs> i think you thought it was okay i think you gave it like a three maybe ish it's, it's okay yeah i gave it um a four and a half and the more i've thought about it even since then the more it is it, kind of just really resonated with me i can't wait to watch it again obviously i'm a sucker for ryan gosling um although i I do admit in this movie he's he's very uh it comes across as one-dimensional and stoic and flatline and that kind of i think hurt his chances at awards i love damien chazelle i thought the movie was brilliantly shot but it's just one of those that the more i think about it the more I, i really really enjoy it and yeah, it's, it's my third favorite movie of the year. It, I could see it moving a little bit. I, I'm, I, w- I would be lying if I said that I'm totally confident that First Man will always be anchored as my third favorite movie of, of 2018. But that's where it's at right now. Yeah, and the more you put that higher on your list, the, the further down on mine it goes because it's just not there. It gets me <laughs> less and less excited the, the more that you, you praise what's just a meh movie. Well, that's just a ridiculous take. There's no reason that anybody <laughs> else's top 10 list should affect your top 10 list. Come on. It's like, it just doesn't deserve there. So that makes me like it less. Oh, so. that's, a, that's a terrible take. I'm glad it's on tape <laughs> once again. <laughs> so my number three uh, just came out. So it is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And yep. it was 
it was one of the um, highlights, I think, of the year because it was so different. You know, it was not, I expected a Spider-Man cartoon that I was going to get introduced to, you know, Miles Morales and then the new, uh, even, you know, uh, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Girl and, and all these other characters from other dimensions and things like that. And, and just kind of see where they were in the universe, you know, where, where does the fandom, where do the kids like, and who's going to buy toys and maybe we'll make a movie about them later. That's kind of what I thought this movie would be and it was so visually different than anything i've ever seen and you tack the music on there as well and just it was a fun interesting story that stayed true to the comics it was just very well done i was very impressed yeah you know you're a big comic book guy and we both like comic book movies and we just so i we even saw the preview extended preview for this after venom right that that was there and uh at some point right it, it was yes it, it was like a like a six minute preview of just a clip from the movie yeah so we had seen that and we even talked december preview and i'm not even sure we covered it into the spider-verse i think we just kind of mentioned it because we were both just like you know an animated movie it's by sony i don't really you know know me i'm I, i'm anti I shouldn't say I'm anti Spider Man. I, I always Not want anymore. to. You used to be anti Spider Man. <laughs> I always like, or I always want to like things and characters, whatever. But man, I, I've I'd sat through you know however many Spider Man movies now besides Homecoming, and was just like this this sucks. So maybe the character just doesn't work for me. But word started coming out that people were falling in love with this movie and ranting and raving about it, and. So then you went and saw it while I think I was out of the country and were telling me how great it was. I'm like, all right, well, I got to go see this thing and watched it. And I completely agree with you. I was floored by everything from the animation to the voice acting to the plot. Everything about it was so incredibly perfect that you just want every movie to be like that. Now, I'm not sure that something as complex as Spider-Verse could ever translate to live action. Um, I, I think it might come across just all wrong. But from an animated perspective, my goodness, it, it totally worked on every single level imaginable. So I was totally shocked by it. Um, has changed my outlook, at least, you know, right now on Spider-Man going forward. Now, maybe not so much backward because I still don't like the Raimi movies, but it changed my mind to the point that I went out and bought the Spider-Man game for PS4 and have been playing that. And it changed my mind so much that uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is actually my number two movie of the year. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it it Spider-Man went from yeah, like Homecoming was like, yeah, okay, yeah, four, fine, whatever. You know, maybe a top ten Marvel movie. I'm not quite sure, but it's still Spider-Man being lame. But now Spider-Verse is you know, we're gonna record a podcast episode on Spider-Verse and we haven't done that yet. So we haven't got a chance to talk about this yet. (laughs) Right. Right. So that'll be coming out in the next week or two. But yeah, safe to say we both loved it. It's a fantastic movie. I don't know anyone that hasn't at least walked away from it saying it's at least good. And most people are saying, why is it this up for best picture? Like, why do we have to consider best animated movie different from best picture? Because I know a lot of people that are wanting to give it best picture. Well, and I think it fits everything that they're looking for in a best picture of innovative and new and fresh and entertaining. I just think everything about it fits, you know, what the Academy is looking for, for at least a nomination. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And, but I don't think that they're going to do that with an animated something. No, nope, I don't think so either. Although Wally, I think was nominated for best picture back in the day. Um, 
I, I could be wrong on that, but I'd have to go check my work. But Spider-Verse deserves it for sure. Yeah. So that was your number two. And you're on number two, right? This is my number two. I know what your number one is, and Spider-Verse is already <laughs> gone at three, so I'm drawing a blank on two, so, so hit me with it. My number two is A Quiet Place. Oh, right, right, right. I liked and loved that movie far more than I thought I would. Uh, mm-hmm. Going into it, I was really excited about Krasinski uh, directing and acting and, and all that. And I liked the gimmick of what they were doing. And you and I talked, we hoped that they would stick with it. And they did. And just, and when you talk about it, again, a, an original new type of feel of just new, new movie experience, I think it, it gave us that. And so that's why it's so high on my list because it was just, it was not a retread of, of something that, a style um it was just a new style to to feel that throughout the movie and so that's why it's so high on my list yeah i you will hear no argument from me i haven't watched it again sadly enough um it it's one of those movies that that first experience was so good that i'm kind of almost scared to watch it again because i i don't want to think less of it because sometimes just the experience of that initial movie it can't ever be replicated no matter what you do um, so I, part of me just wants to leave a quiet place in its beautiful spot of perfection, which is my number one of, of 2018. <laughs> so yeah, you, we, couldn't I, think, you can, you can, you didn't think I'd have it that high. Do you think it wasn't I, in my I, top 10? I don't know what happened. I, I, I'm sitting here staring at it as my number one. And then I was like, I can't think of Carson's number two. Um, I, I knew you really liked it. I don't know why I was, just, I think it was just having a brain fart, but, um, I don't know. I, I absolutely loved it. It was shocking they stuck with it um i will openly challenge anyone to a fight if they say that bird box is better than a quiet place <laughs> yes it it doesn't even it can't even hold a candle the only thing no. that bird box has is sandra bullock and she's great in everything and so beyond that sure but i feel just, like emily blunt in a quiet place was better than sandra bullock in a bird box so there's literally nothing that a bird box does better than quiet place does better yeah i'm just yeah. i'm just trying to talk of talking points uh that yeah. you could argue which i i'm not gonna try because bird box <laughs> is like a two and a half for me and a quiet place is second best movie of the year so you know that, yeah. that's where i'm at on it so yep. quit talking about bird box and go see a quiet place exactly so yes a quiet place was my my number one movie of 2018 and so we've already talked about my number one which is avengers infinity war and it all comes down to the portrayal of Thanos of we've been building this for, for 20 some odd movies and I guess 18 movies before infinity war. And we pulled it all together for this movie and it's fantastic. Fantastic. Now I think the longevity of infinity war is really going to depend on uh, this one coming out in April, the the second half, if you will, infinity in game. (laughs) <laughs> Avengers in game, excuse me. There you go. Yeah. And so it's uh it's you have all these characters and the way that it kept the tone of all the characters throughout, it didn't try to make Guardians fit into a Captain America movie, you know, or a Thor into an Iron Man movie. It kept the tone of every character throughout and meshed it together and then you have this great performance of of thanos because it really should just be called thanos because it's really his movie and everybody else is just kind of there um just fantastic loved it 
Loved it. Still love it. <laughs> it's not surprising. You're you're the resident comic book guy. And I will say, you know, we talked about this. If you haven't listened to our Infinity War episode, go do it. it. It's a fun episode. We really get into the details. But I agree with you. It did do something that seemed like it was impossible. Take all these different established individual movie franchises and bring them together and still maintain all their look and feel and style and everything you loved about them is all there. There's there's not anybody that feels out of place in Infinity War. Like, well, that's not how we remember Star Lord or anything like that. No, it's it is spot on. Um, the you know, it's not a five star for me because it's more of just there's there's some things about it that I felt like they could have been done differently. Um, but I do want to want to plug the thing that you and I talked about recently on Twitter, and some people completely disagree with us, but. The one thing that would easily get me to five stars on that movie is when if when Thor makes his return to Wakanda and has Stormbreaker with him, if they had turned on Immigrant Song from Led Zeppelin on that scene, I would have lost it. And every time I watch that scene, I feel like the Avengers music just doesn't get me to that level. I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, that's so perfect for Immigrant Song. Why didn't we do that? Yeah, and, that, and that's what they play for him in Ragnarok, and that to me that makes the movie, you know, in yeah. Ragnarok uh, of when that kicks in and he's going nuts. And in my head, uh, that's the song I play when that scene's happening. So I, I can kind of forgive it for that because I'm already doing that in my head. But it, yes, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it would be epic if if they had brought that. And that's just Thor's theme, you know. That's what it should be. You know, Marvel doesn't really beyond the Avengers as a whole. They don't have individual songs like DC does. And that should be just Thor's song, you know, yeah. just awesome. No, I agree completely. Yeah. That'd make it a six star movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I legit <laughs> would give it a full star bump just for that. And the people online on Twitter and stuff were saying, well, that doesn't really work because that's Thor's song. And this is an Avengers moment. And it's all that. I'm like, no, no, just that, wrong. That, just totally that was wrong. Thor's moment. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> so. Just to recap, I'm going to run through mine because we okay. bounced back and forth and, you know, who does what for those keeping track at home. Uh, my number one was Infinity War, two, A Quiet Place, three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, four, Creed 2, five, Won't You Be My Neighbor, six, Mission Impossible Fallout, seven, Ready Player One, eight, A Star is Born, nine, Deadpool 2, and ten, Black Panther. All right. Yeah, so... Me, one, A Quiet Place, two, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, three, First Man, four, Blind Spotting, five, Mission Impossible Fallout, six, Won't You Be My Neighbor, seven, A Star is Born, eight, Infinity War, nine, Black Panther, ten, Creed 2. So, lots of good movies list. watched this year. Yeah, oh yeah, totally a good list. I'm surprised how, kind of, again, I guess it's kind of the uh, 2018 in a nutshell, how in lockstep you and i were you know just kind of one off on a, on several different movies which is not how i would picture most years going but that's how 2018 went yeah and so now we get to roll into our bottom five oh, worst movies of the year <laughs> uh, i hate doing this i feel bad doing this on a podcast because i mean I, I don't we don't do the podcast to trash on movies we generally love watching movies and want you know we even have a good time watching bad movies sometimes so i, I feel bad being the jerks that be like hey here's our bottom five but it, it, if we're going to watch this many movies and we're going to have a movie podcast i think it's it, it's right that we at least acknowledge what we felt like were either disappointing movies or, or, or the low end so well, let's run a lot of these quickly 
a lot of that, what you said was, uh, you know, we have high expectations for every movie. We, we want to love all of these. And so we have these thoughts in our head of what these could be. And then just some are just very disappointing. Yes, totally. And, and then some, some we know going in that it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple on here that we knew that. Yeah. So number, my number five real quick was predator. Okay. That, uh, the predator, excuse me. Yeah, you've got to clarify that that article or whatever we the call that predator. before. <laughs> it was just it was just a very disappointing, you know, run back of that franchise. So, yeah, sadly. you and I saw that together, and and I laughed out loud at several times. And do I really think the Predator? I think I gave it like a one and a half. I mean, it it earned that one and a half. And part of it, I think I gave it a one and a half out of spite because. It just was so ridiculously stupid, and I felt like it didn't even try and do anything seriously or even try to be a good movie, and so I, I kind of punished it because of that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, feel like, with you. I feel like the effort level, level was pretty low on that. Yeah, really bad. Uh, my number five was Cloverfield Paradox. So this one did not get a theatrical release. It was on Netflix. If we all remember back to last February. Um, Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl release when everybody's like, oh, Cloverfield movie coming out at midnight or whatever it was. And J.J. Abrams, you know, well, I don't think he did it, but I mean, it's um, it's in his world, right? He owns the Cloverfield brand. And then um, kudos to the marketing department. Super smart. They knew they had a bad movie. They sold it to Netflix, got a ton of hype for it. A bunch, <laughs> bunch of people watched it. And it's a mess. I mean, it's it's a generic space horror stupid mess so don't need to go too much stupid further is, that. Is, is, a, is a great description stupid yeah. <laughs> yeah we and i will say every one of my movies in the bottom five we have podcast episodes on this so we suffered through these and talked about them for the sake of everybody out there so yeah we, we, we relive the them yeah yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> so my number four is death wish oh we tie our first tie our first tie of we both thought Death Wish was the fourth worst movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you come back to effort, it was, he was the wrong choice. Yeah, for, totally. For that. And it just wasn't good. No. Nope. I mean, there's not much to say. It wasn't the action movie that you, it could have, probably should have been. And it wasn't, there was no story that mattered. So you're missing on both ends and just blah. Yep, totally. And I, and I love Bruce Willie, but uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry he wasn't the right choice for this. Just not believable as a surgeon. I don't know why. No, no, <laughs> no, no he's not. <laughs> so, so we both had that. So I'll go to my number three, which was Pacific Rim, which oh. was yeah. uh, a, a giant letdown. Because I, I really enjoyed the first one. Um, didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. And it just got so messy and stupid that it was hard to follow. And hard yep. to watch. Yeah. I, so you that's will my hear, number three. You will hear no arguments from me on that one. I did not like Pacific Rim Uprising at all. Nobody in my family did. I thought the first one was just okay. But yeah, this one was nothing to write home about at all. It didn't make my bottom five, but it was probably pretty close to making my bottom five. So is your number three? Uh, we already talked about it. The Predator. So we don't need to the dive Predator. into it anymore. But yep, it was a bad movie for sure. Speaking of, my, my number two was Cloverfield Paradox. So that, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about that. It just what it was not good at no. all. It didn't, it didn't make sense at most times. So, yeah, that's my number two. 
Oh man, I'm getting anxious to see if we have the same number one. Um, <laughs> That's I, probably fair. Uh, I don't think we <laughs> have the three, same number two. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know that you saw the the one I have at number two, and I honestly didn't even catch it until it came out on DVD. Um, the first Purge, God, that was bad. I did not, but I've seen all the other ones, so I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I've seen the first one, and, and I didn't think this one would be good. It was part of our kind of ramp up to Halloween thing that we were doing, and it had just come out on DVD as a new release. I was like, all right, I'll you know I'll write up a review on this and we'll watch it. And yeah, it was just, I mean, horror movies, and, and that's the funny thing here, right? Like Cloverfield Paradox is like a space horror. Death Wish isn't really a horror, but it was made by Eli Roth, who is horror. Um, so I think that you know. <sighs> And I guess even the Predator, I'm looking at that. The original Predator, it feels like a horror movie in the jungle. So it's funny to me that I can make an argument that five through two on my list are horror movies or have horror elements to them. And I, I've kind of always felt that way. Horror movies can be really, really great, as in A Quiet Place is, our, is my number one of 2018. It was your number two. And then all these horror elements exist in the bottom five. So basically what I'm trying to say, I guess, is horror when it works is fantastic. Or when it bombs, bombs super bad. Really hard, yeah. And neither one, neither you or I are really like big horror guys. But um, I mean, we, we we like them. We watch them. It's just not it's not our thing, right? It's not the one that we gravitate to. So it's just interesting. Oh, so that that has to have number one for both of us at uh, Hurricane Heist, worst yep. movie of the year. Yep. And we saw that together. We we asked. We for did. That. <laughs> we did. We did. And. There's a, a podcast going through every step of that movie. So God, it was so bad. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to relive that, there it is. I would yeah. like to watch it or, again to see if it has. No, maybe, why? No, no, Stop. No, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say because I think it's gotten better. I, I want to know if we watched it with a group of friends, if it kind of bleeds into this so bad that it's funny territory because in the movie theater i was like this just sucks i'm not even really laughing at it a whole lot but i i do think that in hindsight when i'm thinking like about the skulls and the clouds and stuff like that there's a chance there that there's some some humor in there or attaching him to a bungee and sucking him through the roof type of (laughs) it wasn't even a bungee it was like a um like a cord (laughs) i would have ripped him in half yeah i no thank you you can watch it again. Let me know if it's funnier the second time. <laughs> uh, I'm not watching it unless I've got some alcohol and a group of friends. <laughs> so there, there's our bottom five for the year. I don't recommend you see any of them. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, okay. So the last little bit we can do here to wrap it up, I think, is just to kind of categorize some of these things, maybe to, to kind of prep for an Oscar a little bit. Um, just run through some quick things, and then we can we can wrap up the episode. So. Uh, what was your biggest surprise movie of the year? My biggest surprise was A Quiet Place. I didn't think that I would love it as much as I did. And so it, uh, and the more I think about it, you know, gosh, that came out, what, February? Something like that? And yeah, it was early in the year for sure. Maybe April. I'm not sure. And I've, the more I think about it, and then especially with the bird box, really makes me appreciate <laughs> how much better A Quiet Place was. Oh, sure. And, uh, and so it keeps creeping up my list. So that, that to me, I wasn't, I was expecting a, a good movie, um, but I don't think I was expecting a great movie. Yeah, I agree. And, and it lived up to the, I, I guess what I would say though, um, for me, from a surprise standpoint, I was really hyped for A Quiet Place. I had my concerns, I had my reservations, but 
I didn't go into it not expecting or expecting to be disappointed or anything like that. So for me, the bigger surprise has to be um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because I went That's from, yeah, I went from, we, we just talked about it, not really liking Spider-Man to it's an animated movie and Sony doesn't know anything about what they're doing and all this stuff to just, then there's all this hype and I'm still skeptic. I'm not believing the hype. So I go into it being like, you know, whatever, everybody loves this movie, but I'm, I'm probably just going to be all right with it to it being my number two movie of the year. So I, I think there's zero chance it could be any other movie for me than, than Spider-Verse. Yeah, no, I no arguments. Uh, that, those are the two that I was going back and forth on. So you nailed it. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to love it now that I mean, you've already been texting me and stuff constantly about how I'm a Spider-Man fanboy now. And I can only yes. imagine the grin on your face as after years of me trashing on Spider-Man, I now have to admit that there's a movie I like and a game I like. You're a true believer. <laughs> a true believer. <laughs> okay, so the flip side of the coin, what was your biggest letdown? So the uh, biggest letdown for me was Predator. Um, I just, gosh, you think with Shane Black, I think, I think it was the director. I think director Shane Black is what ruined. I thought we'd have a good story. So he was a writer director of that. And just, it was just so bad that it hurts. So yeah. I thought I was going to get a decent Predator movie out of it. And I didn't even get close to that. Yeah. I, uh, Predator was very, very close to earning this spot for me. Um, it only got beat out by something that, uh, I don't know. It, it's a coin flip. I, I have Venom. Venom is what I have down. Um, well, Venom, Venom was my other choice, but Venom's a better movie. So the gap wasn't as big for me. Yeah. I, I think it has to do with the fact that Venom at least had a pedigree, meaning like, I mean, you're getting Tom Hardy in an anti right. role. And, but I will say with both of these, the trailers were very, very concerning. Um, if the trailers had been good for either of these, I probably would have been even more let down, but I felt like both trailers had red flags all over them and they both kind of leaned heavily into their red flags. But I think the difference to me, it, it really truly honestly comes down to, uh, Venom, I think, could be very cool, and Tom Hardy is very cool. So I, I still put my hopes on the fact that Tom Hardy could carry it. And with Predator, it didn't really have any of that. So Venom to me was uh, was the biggest letdown. But I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not gonna say you're wrong on Predator because they're, they're neck and neck for me. Yeah. No. I I had high expectations, but I also saw Sony making Venom, and so I was I was wishful thinking, but it didn't happen. So yes. I still, I still liked a lot of, of Venom. It, it didn't fall as far as Predator did. So that's, sure. uh, that's why I didn't get my, my biggest letdown. Yeah. So Sony can make all these bad Spider-Man movies, can make a bad Venom movie. And then Sony animation can just crush it with into the Spider-Verse. So if I'm Sony, I'm offloading all live action comic book movies back over <laughs> to Marvel studios. And I'm telling Marvel studios in return, I want animation rights to a bunch of this stuff, or at least, you know, you work with us on some of this animation stuff because I'd be totally cool with that. Marvel studios, you take live action, Sony animation, you take, um, you take the, the animated stuff. It, it seems like perfect. I don't know what would be wrong with it. <laughs> so did you have a favorite scene this year? A favorite scene? I don't know. I, I, I tried to think about that and it, it's so hard to pick a single scene out of, all of the things that we watched, I, you know, I try to think about what resonates with me and I, I don't really have one. Um, there's a few in blind spotting that, that really, that really got me. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, 
Emily Blunt stepping on the nail in in a quiet place is is one that stays with me that the hard cut in a star is born at the end when they're singing and you know they they hard cut from um lady gaga's performance over to the two of them at the piano i I don't know that i could pick one i I don't think i have that one definitive scene that stands out to me i will say if they had played immigrant song when thor came back to wakanda (laughs) that would have been my number one but they didn't do it so i I don't think i have one i I mentioned a few that i like but i don't think i have a favorite well i just i picked out yeah i did i and uh it was more uh, there's a lot of parts that i liked of movies but i think the best scene for me was when hulk was fighting thanos uh, it you came out of nowhere for me, and I I could watch that. What's like fifteen seconds, but I could watch that a hundred times of just Thanos just dismantling Hulk, and it was just awesome. It set the tone for the movie in a, just a fantastic way. Unfortunately, that's all we saw of the Hulk after that, but um, that was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, because everything Banner or Hulk after that is just total trash in that movie. It it was not good. <laughs> hey i just want to get something negative not not ideal not ideal let's put it that way <laughs> so okay, who, who so, would you say the best actor of 2018 was um so again you you can't chime in on this one because you haven't seen it but if i was voting for best actor i would give it to david diggs from blind spotting the guy crushed his performance and actually the guy who's uh, um beside him i think it's rafael casal he should have been up for best supporting actor um the two of those guys fantastic in one of my favorite movies of the year i i don't know why they're not getting getting the love i'm disappointed by it but that's who i'd vote for how about you so i took this a little differently i know you went more the oscar approach which is probably what you intended when you set these up for us but i went for best actor of the year and so i took multiple movies into account and so i just gave it to josh brolin because he had a three-month <laughs> yeah. role he had a three-month run of Thanos, Cable, and then in Sicario, where Sicario wasn't the best. Sicario, Day of the Soldado, wasn't right. the uh, the best movie, uh, but Brolin was so awesome in it. And so uh, I just, I loved those three incarnations of very different versions of Brolin. And uh, so he, get, he gets my vote. So those two, well, three Brolin movies are better than Michael B. Jordan's two big movies. He had another movie, but we won't. He, he, he was on my he was on my list of could he, the fact that I've already seen Creed uh, if it would have been Creed one I would have definitely given it to to Michael B Jordan yeah but uh, he was in contention don't don't <laughs> think that he wasn't but I ended up giving the nod to, to Brolin for Thanos no uh, no Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born and Infinity War nope no nope nope. Yeah, it was kind of the the spring slash summer of Brolin. I just wish Sicario had been better because then I wouldn't have a doubt about it in my mind using your methodology. Yeah, yeah. So what about Best Actress? Uh, so another one you haven't seen and I just caught recently, uh, The Favorite with Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Olivia Coleman. Pick one. They are all three fantastic. <laughs> and they're actually, I think the way it's shaking out is one of them is going to be up for lead and two of them are going to be up for supporting. and. I would hate to be the people that have to pick between all three. I, I think I would say if I had to rate them, I'd probably say Olivia Coleman one, Emma Stone two, Rachel Weisz three, but they're all deserving. They were, they were all ridiculously good in that movie. So I, I went the same as, uh, as I did for Brolin, but I went uh, Letitia Wright uh, 
she was Shuri in Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War, but she was also in Ready Player One and Commuter. She just had a big year. And uh, and I really enjoyed her role in Black Panther, which is really the one that I noticed her. Um, it's not a lead role. It's definitely a supporting role. All these are supporting roles, but I just thought her uh, her energy was just just fun to be on screen. And I, and part of this is I did look up the Golden Globes of all the best actresses, and I only seen Lady Gaga is the only movie that I've seen that is being nominated for best actress. So I couldn't even use that as a crutch. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, gosh, there Oscars come out. I know, I know. But I was like, gosh, these, these are not, uh, these are not movies I've seen. So I went, uh, went Letitia Wright. I thought she, de- she deserved it based on one workload and two really enjoyed her character in black Panther. Okay. Um, by that same rationale though, I would wonder again, um, Tessa Thompson. Why wouldn't she have crept in? Was she in on your list? Because she had Annihilation, Sorry to Bother You, and Creed 2. She did. Uh, she had a very small part in Creed 2. Again, if this had been Creed 1, I thought she was much better than that. Or if Ragnarok would have creeped into 2018, sure. I could have given a, given her that too. But she she was the other one that I was considering. Yeah, I will say that uh, Avengers Endgame needs more Valkyrie in it. That's what they need to to help get that rating up from me. <laughs> all right so the last thing that we have then i guess is best rewatch so we, we've talked so much about our new movies of 2018 and our best of 2018 but what's something you rewatched this year um that you revisited that you liked so i have one rewatch and one retro that i'd never seen that that made my list okay. and so my the best rewatch i put edge of tomorrow because i just absolutely love that movie and i think uh, what really gets me, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Emily Blunt, just fantastic. And the thing that really gets me is it has almost everything that I hate in movies. And it's still one of my favorites. <laughs> so all the all the checklists of things that I hate, it's in there. Yeah. And it still makes a fantastic movie. So you can you can get around those things somehow and uh, and still make me love it. But um I, I love that movie and uh, rewatched it again and, and it still holds true. Uh, it's funny. It has action packed, good story. It's clever. Uh, I, I like all everything about it. But the, uh, the one that I hadn't seen, which I was surprised that I've gone this long and not seen it was the thing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so Russell. good. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. I didn't think I would cause most eighties horror movies just don't hold up. And I was really, really impressed with the thing. And so that, uh, that made my, my list for best retro watch yeah, john carpenter when he can or when he does he makes a really good movie i mean clearly there's halloween and there's the thing and big trouble in little china uh but when he goes bad he, he goes bad too i mean again he's a, he's a whore, he's a whore. <laughs> he goes real he goes real yeah. bad yep. the vampires john carpenter's vampires yeah. oof yeah so what about um, you i don't have a retro but the best rewatch for me um i'd only seen this movie maybe once ever maybe maybe twice i don't know but i feel like it had been forever since i watched it and i revisited it after one of our top five lists and it was whiplash and i i always yeah i always know that that's a good movie but you don't remember just how good it is until you watch it again and you're like my god how did you make a movie about jazz drumming this intense no uh, we we rewatched that after that that top five list as well and uh and yeah impressive Across yep. the board. It, it's so, so good. Chazelle is, Chazelle is one of the best right now. <laughs> Perfect way to end 2018. 
And so what are you looking forward to most in 2019? Anything jumping uh, out at you? Well, I mean, there's the obvious, right? Like everybody wants to see end the game. Um, trying to think of what else. You know, I, I hate picking all the obvious ones. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of those that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, anytime Quentin Tarantino makes a movie, I, I'm going to look forward to it. The obligatory episode nine. Uh, I, I'm much more looking forward to that than um, Avengers Endgame. And then uh, you're you're looking forward to Star Wars yeah, more than Endgame. Yes. Did I say that wrong? No, I just it just oh, surprised no. me. I, I'm I'm very much more looking forward to Episode Nine. And then um, Us, the the new Jordan Peele movie coming out. I, I really loved Get Out. I love everything they're doing with the trailer in this. Um, in this movie. So I, I'm pumped. Those, I mean, there's so much to look forward to this year. There's, there's so much coming out, but those are the ones that are at the forefront of my mind uh, uh, right now. And again, trying not to pick some of the more, more obvious ones, but you know, you have to at least acknowledge that Avengers and star Wars are coming out this year. Yeah. I mean, Avengers is, is number one on my list, but uh, star Wars is, is up there too, but because it's in December, yeah. it's so far away. I can, I can push that, right. push that one off. Uh, then you got your your Captain Marvel, your Spider Man two, your Wonder Woman two. You know, I'm excited for all those, but nothing's going to hold a candle to to Avengers. So that's that's the biggest hype, <laughs> and and has the potential for the biggest letdown because uh, I'm through the oh, roof. On uh, that. I'll I'll end this episode with a, a fairly hot take. Um, I am actually looking more forward to Captain Marvel than I am Endgame, and, and it's more about it's more about the known versus the unknown. You know, I, I know that Endgame has to wrap up. I know all the players. I know all the story. I just, I need to see that last piece of the puzzle get put in place, right? Whereas Captain Marvel, it's really more of like, wow, I, I'm so intrigued by the trailer and I'm so curious. I know nothing about Captain Marvel that I, I'm more curious on that one. So, um, well, yeah. well, she'll be in Endgame too, so... Right, you know, kind of roll roll her right into that one, <laughs> and, and I will I will <laughs> go ahead and start out 2019 by correcting an error of yours. Um, Wonder Woman oh, 1984 is not coming out this year; it's in 2020. Did they push that back? Uh, it's I don't know. It's been pushed back for a while though. It's it's in the in the summer of 2020. Oh, and I was looking at releases. It I thought it still had it in November. Um, but, well, okay, it, somebody might have had it wrong, but yeah, it's definitely. Um, not coming out until 2020 but don't worry in the meantime you get shazam oh that that's what i was thinking of because i'm sure that's in a very same level <laughs> right <laughs> did, did i did i mention that shazam is my most anticipated movie of no of 19 you, you failed to mention that yeah, i don't know I, why yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh you know new episodes starting now uh next week will be either spider-verse or aquaman and then the other one will be the following week uh we're trying to go one episode a week i think in 2019 um just so we can be a little bit more realistic there might be times where we want to want to pile on a little bit more but next three episodes like i said spider-man into the spider-verse aquaman vice maybe by that time we'll be at around glass and we'll watch that but we'll throw in some retros some top fives like we always do but it's it's good to be back after about a month off at the ground running uh looking forward to 2019 as usual the way that you can help us out the most is to like on facebook like on twitter retweet share tell your friends uh, you know even as you're talking to them about the podcast anything that we can do to to keep the podcast growing is what we want to do this year right absolutely all right. Well, that does it for us. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? 
Up a bat. Bit of both. Bit of both.